0: Stampede! Garner isn't 177, recorded 326 2023. you mm-hmm. The nice thing about predicting our future is I get to listen to beautiful music, even if things aren't going to end up well for us. I wish all of the evidence pointed in the other direction, and it was different than the way the powerful have Americans seeing what's happened. Things aren't going to end up like a Hollywood movie, where dreams are made of. We could be living in the largest magic show in history, where things never seem as they appear. The lies have become the truth, the deceptions unending. It's sad. The idea that we're number one in this world may only apply to the amount of money we spend in the defense of this country. Oh sure, we've heard it all before. The people producing weapons in this country keep saying the real danger is to project weakness. And that's why we need our military stationed around the world. Yeah, the American people have been tricked into believing the stronger we look, the less likely we'll have a conflict with any major adversary. But guess what? There are people who are terrified of the thought of China and Russia initiating a kinetic military conflict because the consequences would be grave. We can only bluff for so long, telling the world how things should be done. Especially when it's obvious this country is in deep financial trouble, with educationally weak standards and sociological aberrations. If you think historic governmental debt is going to magically disappear, or that the math and reading scores of our grade school children are improving, or the daily violence that takes place across this country will vanish, or that traditional standards allowing same sex marriage as being politically correct but producing an uncertain future, well, the rest of the world may not agree with the way we live. can't stop laughing at the men and women who make up the U.S. Senate. Every time I turn on my TV and listen to a senator, I'm convulsed with laughter. These people are pompous, hypocritical, self-serving, arrogant buffoons. They make clowns at the circus look like tragic figures, Compared to the monkey business they produce, I try not to single out some of these important individuals for fear of failing to communicate how much they love their position of power. Recently, I dialed into a Senate committee questioning Janet Yellen, our government's Treasury Secretary, on the soundness of America's banks. Now, being questioned about the financial strength of our country's banking system is nearly a joke in and of itself, considering the institution she represents is over $31 trillion in debt. But putting that aside for a moment, one of the more pompous senators began questioning Secretary Yellen by commenting how brave she was to appear in front of, and I quote, the lion's den, end quote. I watched the entire committee of senators questioning the secretary about the recent bank failures and the concern of its spreading to other banks, and I can assure you There wasn't a lion on that committee, but rather an assembly of enablers to smooth over fears that maybe something was systemically wrong in the banking system. You see, the entire proceeding was an attempt to look like everything was under control, that within a few days, the American people wouldn't even remember what had happened. And the contagion of a stampede had been averted. Now, it's a curious thing that the People's Republic of China holds about $1 trillion of America's debt. And Secretary Yellen is planning a trip to Beijing to talk about America's economy. Today, it's so easy to forget about what happened just a few days ago. And believe me, that's the way our politicians like it. It's called societal amnesia. But let me refresh your memory. If you were an adult in 2008, you might have remembered what was called a financial crisis as a result in the banking housing market. It had never been seen since the Great Depression. Now, I only know about the Great Depression by my grandparents who lost their house and my grandfather who had to beg for work. But talking about 2008, maybe these words will refresh your memory. On Friday, September eighteenth, twenty 2008, Henry Paulson, the Secretary of the Treasury, Dan Bernanke, the head of the Federal Reserve, and then Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, requested a $700 billion fund to acquire toxic mortgages. And I quote Bernanke, If we don't do this, We may not have an economy on Monday. The stock market had plummeted, and by March of 2009, it reached its lowest point with the Dow at 6,469 after its peak in 2007 at over 16,000. In 2008, The economist Dean Baker said, and I quote, the problem with the economy is the loss of over $6 trillion in housing wealth and even a larger amount in stock wealth, end quote. Banks were not well capitalized. So $600 million in U.S. treasuries by central banks around the world were bought to stop the bleeding over 300 billion of that 600 came from the people's republic of china and china has continued to be the largest holder of us treasury debt with japan being second by 2011 china owned 1.5 trillion dollars in us debt and was paid in interest on that debt $73.9 million each day. That was 12 years ago and our total debt back then was $14.9 trillion. As we all know, our debt is now over $31 trillion. and. China today is still the largest holder of America's debt but has begun selling our treasury notes and bonds bought at 2% as interest rates have begun to rise to fight inflation in this country. Now, Janet Yellen is planning a trip to Beijing And you might ask yourself why. You'd think with a foreign country holding a trillion dollars of American debt, they'd be treated with respect. Usually when talking with a banker that holds the mortgage on your house, you don't threaten him with physical violence. And that's exactly what we've been doing with the People's Republic of China. My figures may be a little off, but since 2008, when the U.S. was begging central banks around the world to add liquidity to our public banks by buying U.S. debt, China eventually became America's largest foreign holder of U.S. Treasury notes and bonds. They hold nearly a trillion dollars of American debt. And according to my research at 2% interest, that works out to about $73.9 million a day. And they've been getting that amount of money from America's treasury since about 2010 or 2011. The Chinese people are industrious and entrepreneurial, and they know how to put money to work. So now allow me to make some assumptions. When you buy a 10-year treasury bond at 2%, you should get paid that interest rate for 10 years, as long as you don't sell it. And in fact, if you want to sell that bond, you get paid back the amount of money you bought that bond for. If the bond market is buying and selling 10-year treasury bonds at 2%, if, as has been true for the last 10 years, interest rates have dropped to nearly 0%, your bond at 2% is worth more than what you bought it for. It's at a premium. And in fact, you'll not only be paid your 2% interest, but you'll have gained on your investment. Of course, the opposite is true. If interest rates rise above 2%, then your bond is worth less if you have to sell it. Now, I ask you, why do you think Madam Janet Yellen, our Secretary of the Treasury, is going to travel to Beijing? I ask you, does a banker that lends money go to the borrower's home to sign a mortgage? No, the borrower goes to the office of the bank. Money, money, who's got the money? Now, I talk about our future, and it's come to my attention that Janet Yellen, our Secretary of the Treasury, is planning a trip to China soon. And I guarantee you she's going to be talking with officials of the Central Bank of China. Considering the People's Republic of China holds the largest debt of American securities of any foreign country, you can understand why, if China wants to sell its nearly $1 trillion of American debt, it would be a concern for the Secretary of the U.S. Treasury. I'm only making assumptions, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, really, Janet Yellen is traveling to China to purchase some Chinese antiques for her home. But I doubt it. Since our Federal Reserve has drastically raised interest rates in this country, then if you or any country bought U.S. Treasury bonds during the financial crisis of 2008 at, let's say, 2%, and today in 2023, those 10-year bonds are now trading at, let's say, 6%, and you want or need to sell your 2% bonds, you'll take a loss on your investment. That could be painful, but it could be even more painful if the U.S. Congress is hesitant in raising the debt ceiling of the U.S. budget, and it could even be more painful if our government defaults on any position of America's $31 trillion debt. I'm not like the propagandists that put a positive spin on our bad news. So, let me just say, this country is bankrupt. And it's been a debtor country for the last 50 years. And somewhere, and somehow, and sometime, that is going to stop. And it won't be pretty. Bankers will tell you the safest and most secure investment you can make with your money is to buy U.S. Treasury bonds. But I've got a nasty surprise for you, because somewhere in our future, those bonds might end up being as valuable as if you bought something with Confederate money after the Civil War in 1865 or in Germany with German marks in 1923 after World War I, there's not going to be any escaping. And Janet Yellen would be smart in just buying some beautiful antiques when she goes to China. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard John Williams' composition for the 2002 movie Minority Report. Then, from the 2015 movie Sicario, Johan Johansson's work The Beast, followed by Tyler Bates' soundtrack for the 2017 movie Atomic Blonde, Finding the UHF Device, Next was another piece by Johansson, Pile of Dust, for the 2017 movie Mercy. Then Queen and David Bowie's shortcut from the recording Under Pressure. And to close with a shortcut of William's Minority Report. Stepede written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.